The future is now. A world of endless possibilities awaits. At the forefront of this revolution stands Web3, the beacon of innovation, gateway to the future, and symbol of hope. Join us as we embark on a journey of discovery and exploring the cutting edge technologies and revolutionary ideas that will shape the world of tomorrow. This is Web3 Talks, and we're just getting started. And my name is Caleb. I'm the host of Web3 Talks. Uh, and this is new. You can check out our website at web3insanity.com. Um, my special guest today, with his fun and bully personality, has been a light in the darkness of what we know as Web2, with his movement called Alpha Collective, which we will learn more about in a second, pushing the boundaries of this new world of Web3. Let me warmly and excitedly welcome Joseph Jaff. How are you, Joseph? I am great, and uh, kudos and congratulations to you as well for being a light amidst all the darkness. And that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on, because uh, I see Web3 as a movement. I see this as a light in the darkness. It's exactly what it is. This is a symbol of hope. And as I was exploring what you do with Alpha Collective, I just I thought that this was this was such a great opportunity. Um, and before we get into some of the questions, where can we find you? Do you have, uh, I, I, you're on Twitter. What's your Twitter uh, handle? I'm going to put this in so I can put this in the description later. Sure. And by the way, it's actually very funny because I gave a presentation about a year ago and I realized that none of my contact details were the same as they were like years prior. Like before I would give an email address and a URL and a website and and now it was like, here's my wallet address and here's my, I mean, I guess Twitter handle, but but it was like, I realized how how the whole world had changed. You know, here was my Discord handle. And so everything was like completely different. Um, and it was kind of cool. You know, in some cases yeah. it might have been Linktree or whatever, but it was just interesting that, you know, before it would be a cell phone, now it's Telegram, you know? So it's just amazing to see like yeah. the different tools. But uh, easy ways. I'm at Jaffe Juice on pretty much everything. J a f f e j u i c e at Jaffe Juice, and um, Alpha Collective, as we'll talk about, is alphacollective.xyz. Yeah, let me type that in. Alphacollective.xyz, and that that is the website that I was I was looking at. I, I think that that's that's awesome that you use the. I mean, I don't want to misspeak, but you use the word movement on your website, right? It's, yeah, it, it's I mean, a I mean, Well, I mean, we've seen so many examples of that, right? Which is like even people talking about the women's march, right? From a moment to a movement. Um, but I wrote, if, if we go all the way back, uh, my first book was called Life After the 32nd Spot. And I wrote it in 2004. And um, I introduced what I call 10 alternatives to traditional advertising. One of them was called communal marketing which I defined as marketing to and through communities. And I actually said the future of business is community. This is 2004. Um, the term social media didn't exist and nor did Facebook. So that's kind of like the first time that I actually put this stake in the ground. And then my second book was called Join the Conversation. That phrase is my phrase, right? Like when people started saying join the conversation, that's my phrase. I created it. And and I basically, instead of talking about social media, I spoke about conversational marketing. And the subhead was how to engage marketing-weary consumers through the power of community, dialogue, and partnership. 
And in that book, I said, marketing is not a campaign, it's a commitment. So when we think about it, where are we moving from campaigns, Super Bowl, to commitments, to movements? You know, when we talk about community, I know it's kind of like going a little fast forward. One of the biggest things that brands struggle with, that big companies struggle with, is thinking long term, is playing, you know, is the is the long game because they are trapped in. Uh, so like <laughs> I'm jumping around, but my fifth book is called Built to Suck, The Inevitable Demise of the Corporation and How to Save It. And I spoke about the four horsemen of the corporate the corporate apocalypse. I've never messed that up before. The corporate apocalypse. So one is size. Let's see how big we get before we suck. Two is age, right? Like people would always say, oh, we're 120 years old. It's like, no, that's not a good thing. You're old, you're sick, you're tired, you're unhealthy, you're crabby. You're stubborn, get off my lawn. You know, like it's not good to be old in that case, right? You want to be young, you want to be alive, you want to be innovative, you don't want to be set in your ways. The third was being a public company. And I actually kind of very tongue in cheek, I talk about the fact that instead of an STD, uh, it's a CTD, it's a corporate transmitted disease called short termitis. <laughs> because when you are trapped in quarterly earnings in this purgatory, of being have to always think and act, you know, in, in short-term increments, how on earth are you going to build a community? How, how on earth are you going to build a movement when you're constantly thinking in terms of, did we hit our goals, you know, our quarterly numbers, our dividends, Wall Street, whatever the case may be? And the fourth is culture. So yes, movement. We're building movements. We're building things that are bigger than us. We're building things that can live on after we leave this earth, we're building legacy. That's a movement. Um, you know, Victor Hugo said, there is nothing as powerful as an idea whose time has come. The idea of community or what I call community capitalism and Web3 is going to play a critical role in all of this. This is an idea whose time has come. Yeah, that's that's very interesting you say that because uh, that, that kind of is what Web3 is. It's, it's not by us. Nobody came up with this. It's through us. This was inevitable. This is something that was going to happen this is something that people want it's not a it's not a thing it's it is a movement i i had so many golden nuggets from what you just said i mean it's from a moment to a movement communal marketing conversational marketing you're talking about join the conversation um if but that's I... also like why i bring it up is it's it's not it's not a flex it's just to be able it's for a couple of reasons one is you know one is this is look this is not my first go around it's not my first rodeo right it's it's you know, my whole approach is the best of the old with the best of the new. That's that's what we need to do. I, I'm telling you now more than anything, that's like the one takeaway for people that are trying to figure out what comes next. But here's what you got to do. It's a two by two matrix. You've got to actually reject the worst of the old and you've got to ignore the worst of the new because there's a lot of new stuff that's bright and shiny that's just distracting us and diluting us. So we got to find the best of the old with the best of the new. And so it's like, what's old is new again. Here I am writing about the stuff in 2004. I was in Second Life. I was in the virtual world of Second Life in 2006, basically no. <laughs> 17 years ago. In fact, my company, Crayon, we didn't have a physical office. We didn't have a, a digital office. Our website was a postcard. And it just said, join us in Crayonville. We had a virtual office. We had, a, I lived in a penthouse. We had a movie theater. We actually did a, we did a premiere of a movie streaming live 
into Second Life. We had a diner where we would conduct job interviews. We would do our status meetings in our conference room where people could actually drop our office and see our slides, which we were very deliberate about to make sure that on one hand, we weren't showing confidential stuff, but on the other hand, we were showing stuff that we wanted people to see. We uh, did coffee with crayon every Tuesday morning where we would discuss industry you know, topics or what was in the news at the moment. At the moment for Alpha Collective, we do the Collective Cafe, which is virtual coffee, audio first coffee, Monday through Friday, but it's not a new idea. We had pool parties and we had Matthew Ebel, who was a singer songwriter playing live, typing in his music through, um, through Skype. We had an atrium, a beautiful auditorium where we actually would have panels um, and discussions on marketing. And you know, it it kills me because I remember everyone hyped up Second Life and it was all the rage. And you know, we ended up on the cover of Wall Street Journal. We ended up on ABC and CBS. We got a lot of amazing coverage because we were so early and so new. But then what happens, and it's happened with Web3, and it's actually a sign that the phoenix is gonna rise from the ashes. I call them false prophets and lazy journalists. The journalists, they, they boost it and hype it, and then they get bored and then they hatch it. They create all the hatchet jobs and talk about how the metaverse is a ghost town. Sound familiar? That's what happened with Second Life. And then everybody, I often say that, like, if you think about the business world and marketers in general, because that's my sweet spot is, you know, brands and brand marketing and marketers. They're like six-year-olds playing soccer. If you've ever, you know, if you, anyone has a kid or have watched six-year-olds playing soccer, they have no coordination. They have no skill. They just bunch around the ball and they just swarm wherever the ball goes. And eventually yeah. one of them makes contact with the ball by accident and the ball shoots out. And then the swarm now descends on where the ball is. They're like lemmings. There are no leaders. They're followers. And so what happens is everybody goes, oh, Second Life is out. Second Life is yesterday's news. What's the next big thing? And so like, you know, history, it's deja vu all over again. And and so now we see that kind of, that's why I'm mentioning it to you. What's old is new again. We just see history. I call it now Groundhog Day in the metaverse. Like we're stuck in Groundhog Day in purgatory in the metaverse because we just see history repeating itself over and over again. But here's the thing, right? Pets.com, the dot-com bubble, the, the euphoria, the bursting of the bubble, you know, all the hype, all of the Super Bowl. You know, I remember that year in 2000, you know, 2001, for the most part, um, we had all of these dot coms, you know, on the Super Bowl. Well, guess what we had last year on the Super Bowl? We had FTX, we had Coinbase, we had, you know, we had crypto.com. Yet another example, like in, in many respects, it's like, this is, this is a good thing because we're watching the same broken record play out. And then what happens is the big crash, crypto winter, and then everybody gets bored and everybody moves. And guess, guess what's happening in the interim? You, me, the builders, we continue building and consumers continue. The unbanked have now access to capital. And, and so what happens is, is we are continuing to build. We are continuing to create something substantial. And guess what's going to happen? I sure as hell hope I'm right. 
and I probably am right, which is we're going to see the second coming of .com in Web3. Yeah, that, that's very that's very interesting. There, there were a lot of questions that I want to ask around that, but it, it seems like the general flow, as you predicted with communal marketing, is community. Everything is around boosting community. And how do we do this better? How do we utilize the internet in a more efficient way and use less of it so that we have more of community? Like you were you were doing those social audios pretty much before even Clubhouse came out. I mean, that's 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 huge. I mean, that that's what people want to do is they want to be able to connect with each other. In terms of the next flashy thing and this and that, what, what is the future? Like, what is the next dot com? I mean, you kind of mentioned the metaverse. Uh, I will say that I kind of feel like the metaverse is a little bit impractical at the moment. Um, what's missing? Why Why? Why really did Second Life fail? I mean, you were saying that people were kind of do, uh, uh, doomsday naysayers, uh, people saying this is not it anymore. I mean, what was what was missing? Why did it not sustain? Well, you know the thing the thing with the with the metaverse right or with second life was that everyone was saying it's a ghost town there's no reach you know there's no critical mass and what they missed out on was but we can create the reach we can build we can invest what the brands didn't realize is that i call them the brand bullies so here's another sign of life proof of life there are four groups that generally are involved in every new phenomenon or innovation or platform. One is direct marketers. You know, two are, are scammers or, you know, spammers is the first, scammers are the second. Third is gambling and fourth is porn. I mean, historically, you've always seen, because they're the most innovative, because they also recognize that they actually don't have, they're all performance-based, number one, and number two, they all recognize that it's a kind of blue ocean. But what happens is the brand bullies come in. I call them the brand bullies. They come in with all their money and they chase out all of the bottom feeders. They chase out the spammers and the scammers and the, you know, and, and the gamblers and the porn, you know, like, but these are the most innovative industries because they are resourceful, because they they know how to stretch their dollars. They know how to be accountable. They have tremendous sense of initiative and and again i mean what is the one thing that we've seen fraught and throughout web3 the scams the rug pulls it's actually a necessary it's necessary because these are the innovative people like it or not that are actually figuring out how to cheat how to beat the system how to break the rules how to make their own rules so what happened was people just got bored because they have, sometimes I call it MDD, right? Not attention deficit disorder, but media deficit disorder. They're just worried about the next, you know, I, I've keynoted in 50 countries, 50, 50 plus countries. Um, I've written five books. I'm finishing my sixth book now with a Web3 spin to it. And I always say, I actually build this into my keynotes now. I say, um, I'm going to preempt your first question so that you don't have to ask it, so that I don't have to give you the answer that I'm about to give you. So the question always is, Joe, what's the next big thing? And my answer is, there is no next big thing, you moron. The next big thing is now. Like we have never had so many ways to connect with our customer, our constituencies, communities, etc. But here's the problem. Our website sucks. Our email sucks. Our content sucks. 
our video sucks, our CRM sucks, all the basic build, search, the basic building blocks of web one suck, let alone web two, right? So, so the, the issue is like, you know, where is it heading? It doesn't have to head anywhere. It's, it's right here, right now. It's community. It's what I wrote about in 2004. It's about connection. Um, so I, I'll tell you that I, I'll give you just a little bit of context behind it. Um, I was, I had my own coin, the Jaffe coin. I completely got rugged, by the way. Rally.io, it was a complete, I mean, I got to just say, it was a complete rug. I'm very um, familiar and, with that. <laughs> and, and, and and it was, it was devastating because, I honestly believed, uh, I even had my my 14-year-old son telling me this, you know, and telling me to like, take the money out, dad. I'm like, nope, I'm reinvesting it in my community. I'm This is going to be substantial. This is the future. By the way, it is the future of business. The problem always is human beings. Human beings always basically, you know, <laughs> how safe is your show? Like in terms of language. Oh, uh, you you can say whatever you want. <laughs> well, well, human beings always fuck it up, you know, and and so that's what really happened. And so and so, like you've got this. So like like I've got this this Jaffe coin, and I'm seeing the future of business, and I'm seeing the future of 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 everything. And 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 ultimately, you know, kind of like what's really happening here. What's really happening is that is that we see this getting ruined by opportunists, by people but that are coming in that, that ultimately don't understand what this could be at its finest, right? So, so here's one good thing that came out of it, which is Kevin Chu, one of the founders, he moved on, like, you know, to his credit, he moved on to the rally network. Like, I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But Kevin, I heard him on an interview, and Kevin basically said, that Web3, his definition, he said it's two things, very simple. He said it's technology and business model, right? The technology is blockchain. And if you understand blockchain, immutable, public ledger, you know, incorruptible, if you understand the essence of it, you understand how revolutionary and game-changing it is. And the, But the business model is the interesting part, right? The business model is... Um, secondary market and and creator royalties and floor and and when and and when you realize that and and that ladders up to now what I so I basically said I added to it so instead of this idea of shared ownership shared rewards that's me right shared ownership shared rewards shared ownership is the business model shared rewards is this idea now of the technology, right? So you got this together, I included shared values. So shared values, shared ownership, shared rewards. Shared values is purpose yeah. and culture. Shared ownership is diversity, equity, inclusion, and access, right? Again, the, the, the unbanked, realizing that, for example, people of color have less access to capital because, you know, Alexandra Damska, who was on my show, uh, who's one of our Alpha Talk speakers, she said, look, let's just be honest, banks are racist. And she just came out and said it, right? And shared rewards is loyalty. So suddenly, when you actually start to talk to big companies, you go, oh, like, you think this is about metaverse and DAOs and, you know, and tokenization and NFTs? It's not. I mean, it is, but it's actually about culture and values and purpose and diversity and and fairness 
you know, and, and loyalty and retention. And that led us up to what I believe is the big aha, which is what I call community capitalism, the future of capitalism, the evolution of capitalism, the very thing that will save capitalism and business. So this is a big fucking deal at the end of the day, you know? And so the what's next, that's what's next. Community capitalism is what's next. And it's like game changing, right? Because, because it's not socialism. It's not, it's the evolution of Charles Darwin said, it is not the strongest of species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but rather the one that is the most adaptable to change. And that is what's happening. You, if you don't change, if you don't evolve, you die. And so if you want to, if you don't want to die, you need to change and evolve. And if you and if we want to see the corporate era or dynasty or or you know empire succeed, it's going to have to change. Otherwise, we will see capitalism itself sink and be replaced with something else. Rent over. No, that's that was <laughs> that was awesome. I, you you explicitly mentioned a lot of the um, tenants that I've written. Uh, on Web3 Insanity, I, I've started to come up with core tenets of Web3, what defines this movement. Uh, you were talking about fairness. I have on here, I have, I think I have loyalty. Yeah, loyalty. I, I honestly put forgiveness, ownership, innovation, inspiration, empowerment, um, inclusion. I put as number one. I th I, they're not really in, in order of importance, but they're just they're just listed. Accountability. These are all things that are a part of the movement itself because it's not just the technology. We have technology to not not enforce these ideals, but to make sure that they sustain long term. Because you're right, there are how do I say this? There's a lot of different walls up for people. So we live in a world where people are like, yeah, anybody can do this. If you're um, if you're a woman, you can you can start a business, or if you are somebody who um, is in the black community, you can do this. But in, in reality, that doesn't end up happening. A lot of people have walls up. And in this new world uh, with Web3 backed by this new technology, we have a world where you actually do have fairness, where people can just start things and create value and it doesn't matter. Um, only, what only matters is the person's values behind it, not anything that is uh, uh, makes them identifiable. That makes them different in terms of these these little uh, things. It, it, they're trivial. It it only matters what their values are and what they're promoting. And community is everything. And in light of that, um, I had a question on what you were talking about with with capital. I mean, everything that you were talking about, you basically were answering all of my questions. But um, I do want to ask where in the middle. Well, in the midst of everything that you were talking about, um, where does Alpha Collective come in? How how did that how did that start? That's a it's a great question, and um, it's a, <laughs> it, it, it's a it's it's an interesting anecdote because I'm sitting on my bed one Saturday, and uh, Kevin Rose launches Proof Collective, and it starts at five ETH, and it's like a reverse. Uh, Dutch auction, I believe. And it's like going every half an hour, it's going from five ETH to like 4.75 to 4.5. And um, and I'm and I'm taking notes and I'm looking at there are a thousand and they're like going down, 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 down. down. And um 
at the time, I didn't even know how to move money from one wallet to another. But I eventually figured out how to take some money from the bank account. And the most that I could come up with was 0.75 ETH. I couldn't, the bank wouldn't let me take more. And um, it sold out at one ETH and I missed out on it. And he made seven and a half million dollars in two hours. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I feel I hate myself <laughs> because within five minutes, the floor is two and a half ETH. And I think to myself, I could have two and a 2.5 X my money. Now, the funny thing, of course, at one point, Proof Collective's floor was 90 ETH. So I would have actually hated myself even more because I would have sold it at 2.5, thinking that I was a legend. And actually, when I saw it go to 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 ETH, I would have actually really hated myself. But anyway, this is like my personal story. But I look at it straight away and I go, wait a second. If Proof Collective is to art, could, and then I didn't, it wasn't called that at the time, could Alpha Collective be to business? So the idea was to create a collective around business, around the business of Web3. Now, I've got to tell you, as someone who's, you know, used to run interactive media at one of the Madison Avenue agencies back in 2000, I, this is what should have existed at the dawn of digital. There was no think tank. There was no community. There was no coalition of the willing. There was no ability to bring in the big brands and the creators and the technology companies and the investors, you know, and the speculators and have everyone come together and say, you know what, we will, we're going to create the what comes next. We're going to create, we're going to be masters of our own destiny. We're not going to be dictated to by everyone else that doesn't know what they're talking about or have their own agendas. So, you know, if you go backwards and you look at digital and social media, you end up getting industry associations and they say they're not for profit. But at the end of the day, you know, the CEO and the, and, and the exec board are making a ton of money and they really are paid for by the sellers. And I'd, I didn't want that. I wanted a place where buyers and sellers could come together to collaborate. That's what I wanted, collaboration. I didn't want any skin in the game. I didn't want, you know, like any double dipping. I wanted to create something that really was safe and and had integrity and strategic. Um, and so that was the genesis. And that is the genesis of Alpha Collective, the ability to actually come in and mastermind and 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 educate and network and collaborate and you know and actually determine what the operating system looks like you know what the rules of engagement look like what the playbook looks like for the business of web3 so our, the vision of alpha collective is to usher in the era of community capitalism the mission is to onboard the next billion wallets via the next billion brand dollars and so that became alpha collective which of course by the way announced in the middle of crypto winter which is like welcome to my life but it hasn't stopped me and so i just keep building 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 adding more content adding more utility um my you know my goal is to make sure that this is without question 
the most valuable utilitarian community, business to business community, not just in Web3, but in the history of marketing. And I will get there because, you know, at one ETH or $2,500 for a one-year membership, 52 alpha talks over 52 weeks, 26 male, 26 female. Uh, who, who has ever done that? Delivered 52 keynotes, 50% female inclusion. I mean, no one's ever done that. 12 masterminds, 52, um, what, I, what I'm calling alpha tank, like shark tank, shoot your shot meets New York tech meetup. I want people, I get so annoyed, so annoyed when people say no shilling in a clubhouse room or in a Twitter space, like we're all trying to figure out how to put food on the table. We're all trying to survive. We're all trying to like, especially for solo entrepreneurs or, or founders, et cetera. And when somebody says no shilling, you know, saying no shilling, it's the person whose room it is that is benefiting from all the free content. And, or, and, and they're the ones building up their, followers and follow accounts and getting people to register for their courses and et cetera, et cetera. It's almost like a scam in of itself. So like, I was like, no, I'm going to change it. I want people to show. I want people, but I don't want to call it shilling. So I want to give people the opportunity to say, this is my life's work. This is what I'm doing. Is anybody interested in helping me or collaborating or supporting or buying? I mean, that to me is a that to me is reciprocity. That's one of the principles of Alpha Collective, as opposed to all of this junk that has come before. Yeah, that's that's very interesting because now we're getting a little deep because I think that the regression, not the regression, but well, that and the progression towards community thinking worldwide. It starts with Web3 because it doesn't just end here because then people, in response to what you're saying, and I've told people this, um, well, then who's to who's to say that who's going to stop these people from shilling? It's the community. If if people don't want to hear a specific thing, we shouldn't just tell them, hey, um, you know, we don't want to hear you selling this this one particular thing. But at the same time, platforms like Clubhouse, uh, that's the whole point. I had the same gripe that you have is when you're on that platform. Sure, you're there to educate, you're there to commune with other people, but you're also there to put food on the table. Why why would we be wasting hours of our time a day exactly. just to have fun? We we like we gotta exactly. we're here well, to well, I mean we had we had an amazing session in the collective cafe. I found this book um called I Dare You. It was written by William Danforth, who's the founder of Rolston, which became Rolston Purina, which became Purina as we know it. He wrote the book in 1931, and this book is like more relevant in 2023 than it probably was in 1931. <laughs> and, and one of the things he spoke about is anybody, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but anyone that says, I don't have the time, that's just like bullshit. You always have the time. You have to, but you choose where you want to spend your time and how you want to spend your time. And so like, and we have to be very deliberate. You know, so one of the things I've done is, this collective cafe, which has been going now for a, for a, almost a year, it's free and it always will be. Um, the collective cafe is part of Alpha Collective. Strategically, it's actually designed that the members of Alpha Collective will be able to open up the coffee shop and share what they're working on with the outside world. We do it in Clubhouse and in Discord. 
Um, but, you know, in this collective cafe, like the goal here is I say to people, I don't want you coming on stage. I don't need you on stage. Like I'm doing the work for you. I want you to be on the treadmill. I want you to be running. I want you to be walking the dog. If you're commuting on the train, I want I want to feed your soul, your mind, your heart, your brain. You know, like you shouldn't have to be coming up and and riffing on stage. It's not that you're not valuable. You are valuable, but not here. The last 15 minutes, you can come onto stage. But for the first 45, let me help you. Let me, you know, let me inspire you. Let me educate you. Let me get you to a point where you can actually start your day on the front foot. So it's eight to nine. I, I chose the time very, very, I mean, it's Eastern Standard Time, but I chose it very deliberately because it's, I don't want it to be at five in the morning because it's way too early. And if it is, then it's two in the morning on the West Coast. So I wanted it to be the best possible time that the most possible number of people around the world could be in the cafe and actually benefit from it. And so, you know, everything has to be strategic. And that's why like, you know, on Friday, Friday afternoons in the in Alpha Collective, uh, we'll probably call it, I don't know, Alpha Cheers, or you can see the branding or Alpha Cocktails. But the idea will be five o'clock on a Friday, people come into Zoom. So we go off platform, we go into Zoom so we can see each other's beautiful faces, come in with a glass of wine or a beer or a scotch, celebrate or commiserate what went right, what didn't go right, network. Everybody that that introduces themselves will always, and I got this idea from somewhere else. It's not my idea. I don't, I love to give, you know, I, I don't like to take credit for ideas that are not mine. Um, but you you ask for something and then you offer something back. So you say, this is what I need and this is how I can help. And so you introduce yourself and you say, I really could use some new clients at the moment, or I'm looking to hire someone and here's what I can help. I've got a white paper on this, or I'm prepared to give you 10, like I have a talk show, Joseph Jaffe is not famous. I could often say, I'll spend 10 minutes with you and show you how to set up your own talk show. So that to me is reciprocity. And so it's not about buying and selling anymore. It's about collaborating. It's about partnership. Remember, join the conversation, community dialogue and partnership, not social media. Yeah, I'm just writing this down because this is going to be a new tenant, I think. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. That's I mean, that's, very that's, important. that's paid forward. That's karma. It's like, you know, it's how the world, it's how the, it's what makes the world go around, right? Especially when, when it's fair. And sometimes it's not always fair, right? Sometimes you give without expecting back. I mean, the ultimate is to give without expecting back in return. But if you do ask for something, you should give as well. So it kind of works that way. You said that you said that the alpha is giving without expectation of return. No, I said the the ultimate is okay. you know you give like is you know like for example, if I'm giving my time being on your show today is because I, look I made a pledge um, as one of the first podcasters, marketing podcasters in the world that I would never, ever refuse to go on any show, ever, even if you have zero viewers, even if this, in fact, I've many times been the first guest on a show. 
Um, and I, I turned around and I said, like, if I ever am lucky enough, fortunate enough, you know, to get an agent or a publicist or whatever, I'll tell them, if I ever find out that you've said no to someone, I'll fire you on the spot. And that was the basis for the name of the show. It used to be called Corona TV, but now it's called, I started it when the pandemic hit. I've had 500 guests on the show since. I mean, I, I had Patrick Fabian recently who played Howard Hamlin on Better Call Saul. I've had Jamal Mashburn. I've had Dan Pink, Seth Godin. It's been Carol Baskin. But, but the idea, uh, it, when I was talking to someone is, that's why it's called Joseph Jaffe is not famous because my next guest is, because it's not about me. It's about you. Um, and, and that's how I live my life now. I love that. Um, it, but in this case, it, this is about you. I promise. <laughs> this is, this is all you. It's about you. I, it, something that, um, I, well, first of all, I, I love that because you were saying that, 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 that is the ultimate. When people ask me what the definition of web three is, it is giving back, uh, or I'm sorry, it's giving value with that, with that expectation of return, but in doing so you get a greater return than if you had expected one. Um, because this is something that distinguishes web three from web two is the re reciprocity. It's, it's not that you're entitled to a return um, and you're not necessarily expecting it. It's just, um, it's just a, an exchange of energy. I think we've forgotten that. I mean, that's what money is. Money is just, it's reciprocity. It's, it's not, I need money for this, or I did you a service. Um, it's just an exchange of value. It's, it's not necessarily ex expected. It's just the flow of things. And people yeah, really I'm, focus on the money in Web two, and and you know even just to like call that out for a second with Web three, um, you know one of the things um, uh, Brian Fanzo, who you know is a friend of mine, and 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 we've you know collaborated. He's he's an advisor to Alpha Collective. Um, I was his first. I I bought the first founder pass of his NFT three sixty five collection. I was the very first purchaser. Um, but he, you know, one thing he says is you have to be a collector first before you can be a founder, before you can, you have to understand, you have to feel the, the, the highs and the lows, the pleasures and the pains. Um, so what I tell people now is I actually say to them with Alpha Collective, you should buy two. If you can, if you're interested and you have the liquidity, you should buy two. Why? Because I don't want you to ever be in a position where let's hope, you know, Hopefully, please God, right? The floor is so high that you're like, I need the money. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do. I love this community. It's been so valuable to me. I've, you know, made so many connections. I've been hired to work on projects. I've like, but the money, I need the money. So I have to sell. And once you sell, you're out the community. So I said to people, buy two, one to keep and one to do whatever, give it away, flip it. The reason why I say that, you know, it's always like not financial advice, do your own research and all that yada yada, but it's because I've been there. I've been there and I know what it feels like. And because of that, this is like, I was a collector. I have 250, 300, 400 NFTs, 97% of them are, are today worth nothing. But I learned so much along the way. I don't want people to make the same mistakes or I just, this is, I'm in a position now to tell, to to talk to people and say, this is what I would do if I was you. That doesn't mean you should do it. I'm just telling you, this is what I would do. And so, you know, like, as I said, people always kind of fuck it up. Well, so does money, right? In, in fact, in my new book, I actually talk about it. And so like, money does not buy happiness. Happiness buys money, actually. 
or happiness earns money, but money cannot buy happiness. And, and, and I really go into it into a lot of detail in the book. It's actually a parabola. I think that's the right shape, right? If you have too little money, it's bad. If you have too much money, it's bad. Somewhere in the middle is a better sweet spot. But money really does mess things up. Um, and yet we need it. And so the best way to handle it, this value of exchange, is actually to be honest about it. Just to be honest about it. Instead of pretending and altruistic and whatever, you know, like I, I mean, I, you know, as I said, it's a full, that's why Alpha Collective is a full profit concern, but I've tried to do things differently. So one of the things that I'm doing, it's dependent on selling out. I always say, you know, when, because you've got to manifest success, but honestly, on most days, I think it's like an if. I know it's inevitable, but I still feel insecure and scared and whatever. Um, but a hundred ETH, a hundred ETH is going to be invested back into the community. So I tell people this. I say, I need you to understand something. If you are one of the first hundred or two hundred, you know, members of Alpha Collective, there's almost a one hundred percent chance that you will make your money back. How? Because I'm taking a hundred ETH and I'm setting it aside for community involvement. So if you run the the Collective Cafe when I'm away you'll get a third, you'll get 0.33 ETH back. If you run it three times, you'll get one ETH back. If you bought uh, a pass via fiat for $2,500, you'll get a third, a third, a third back over time. So what I'm actually doing is I'm basically saying, why would I hire someone from the outside? You know, this goes back to my third book, which is maybe the best book that I wrote called Flip the Funnel, How to Use Existing Customers to Gain New Ones. Retention is the new acquisition. You, we need to pour into our customers. We need to pour into the people that have actually paid us the money rather than courting what I call strangers and prostitutes. Strangers are first-time buyers, acquisition, and prostitutes are switches. They're promiscuous. They, they are basically, you know, like in some cases, the DGENs that are flipping all the time, right? They're prostitutes. You know, they're promiscuous. It's just call it what it is. You know, they buy, they sell, they buy, they sell. There's no loyalty, but that's okay. That's who they are, right? Um, and, but if you actually pour into your customer, your advocate, your loyalist, your zealot, however you want to call it, to me, that's how you build the business from the inside out, through recommendations, referrals, through your thousand true fans. This is the model. I'm telling you now, this is the model. This is as close to the silver bullet of marketing and community building that we will ever get to. It's so obvious. It's not even like, like it's, not a, it's not a flex. It's just kind of common sense, right? So I'm setting aside 100 ETH to invest in the community. So sometimes I tell people like, listen, if you, if you want to actually showcase yourself to the big brands, this is one way to do it right? Hopefully when you're running the community, you know, the collective cafe or you're running a community meetup or whatever, and you're getting paid for that, you're also going to be showcasing your skills. And maybe someone will notice that's what I want. I want our community to prosper as opposed to me prospering. I will prosper, but I don't have to like prosper alone. That to me is the, and that's how, that's how you work with money. And you 
and and money is is not a necessary evil money actually can be a means to an end and that end to me is you know diversity equity inclusion and access and justice and community capitalism would you consider uh i mean i first of all i like i like how you set this up the culture of alpha collective that that's that's awesome is would you consider this a dao the way that it's set up or is it just a collective and it's it's more of a community there's no decision making it's just you're kind of joining the community i i think um i think it's going to become more dao like initially there is no way so one one of the things that i've done uh, the first um there are 19 passes left um, available via ETH. And then the idea is to sell the rest via fiat um, because I want to bring in the big brands. I may change that at some point. Um, but the first 100 passes, the metadata says first customer. And a first customer gets a whole bunch of, of benefits. One of the benefits, this is actually a kind of a cool idea, is when you come to like an event that we host, an IRL event, there'll be like a $600 bottle of tequila or a $1,000 bottle of scotch. Only first customers can get the top shelf. So I love that. It's like a bit of fun as well. First customer, show your, show your NFT, have a 35-year-old bottle of Macallan, right? Or, 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 or a drink. So first customers will also have more um, sway shorter term in terms of advisory and feedback. But yeah, I I actually learned something from Drew Austin, who gave one of the, what we're calling alpha beta talks. So we're running 13 pre, free preview talks um, leading up to September. And Drew, um, and many people know, he's like one of the rock stars at the moment in the space. But Drew actually taught me like really to understand what a DAO really is. A DAO is not just about, you know, chaos voting, right? And a popularity competition. It's basically the smart contract and blockchain creating almost autonomous organizations. You know, companies that actually work, that are on autopilot, so to speak, that all these rules and all these gates and systems and checks and balances are operating, you know, autonomously. That's why it's a decentralized autonomous organization. I was like, it blew my mind. I was like, I thought it was just about voting. It's like, well, the voting itself can be autonomous in terms of how that is set up and structured, you know, and 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 executed. Um, but yeah, I I, you know, the goal, the goal has like I it's not my name on the door. I actually there are way too many narcissists you know, uh, in Web3 store that say it's my name on the door. Like, no, that's not what community is. Community is we is greater than me. Community is the, my best definition of community that I ever heard is community is a group of strangers who care about each other a little bit more than they should. That's what it is. So you and I together, who are you, who am I, with different ages, different backgrounds, different origins, different stories, different goals. And yet we're connected by the things that, the ties that bind, the things that we share in common, right? And because of that, I'll go the extra mile for you. And because I know you would do the same for me. That's, community is diversity. 
at the end of the day, right? By the way, I've never actually said that before. Like to me, that that's why, like this is, I love doing this stuff. Community is diversity. That's my money quote, my takeaway. Community is diversity. Community of a bunch of people that are all the same acting as, that's not community. That's a cult <laughs> and, you know, or cabal. But community, the more diverse and the more different, um, the more pure it is and the more powerful it is. Yeah, and, and all of the best businesses in the world, for better or for worse, uh, know this, that it is around community. It's not necessarily about uh, marketing to people that are similar. That's that's a part of it, but it's about revolving everything around an idea, a mission. I mean, Nike knows this. Nike, this is why Nike is one of the biggest companies. Um, and I can't I can't quote their mission off the top of my head, but they have a mission statement, um, and it's it's about a certain um, archetype of of people, people that connect around a certain idea. They they believe in something like Web three. Like what with you're doing, like with with Brian Fonzo, because that's what something that um, came to mind when you said we um, over me. I think that that's one of his sayings as well. I've I've had him on before, so he's he also believes in Web three. I think that he's um, somebody that understands that this movement is about connecting this community of people around this idea that the world could be better, um, not necessarily through technology, but technology can support this um, because it is. It's it, we're leading people into a better world, leading. Not I controlling to, people, but leading. I um, went to just to help just to help you out. I went to to look at Nike's uh, statement. Their mission statement is to bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. Their vision statement is to do everything possible to expand human potential. Um, so I think it's like very powerful idea. And by the way, I mean, I love Nike too. I love I love the the best brands in the world. They're there for a reason. Just do it to me is like the tagline of my life, right? I mean, it's the most, if they ever, if they ever change, just do it. If they ever change it in my lifetime, I will never support them again. And they won't, they can't, it's impossible. Um, but also like what I know from Nike is when they say to every athlete in the world, um, and I don't even know if like, maybe I picked something up that, that they've updated, but you're an athlete, I'm an athlete, a 400 pound, uh, uh, you know, human being as an athlete um, in terms of their sense of accomplishment, their ability to achieve personal bests, their ability to achieve their own potential um, and be on a path and be on a journey. That's what Nike does so well, um, that it isn't just about Michael Jordan. I mean, that's always been like the basic of it, the basis of it, but they've evolved so much. And, and there you see, you know, from, you know, that, human potential human potential so nike realizes they're just a catalyst like what can, what can we do to help you get further you know achieve your goals and and that's how i look at it with even with alpha collective what can i do and what can alpha collective do to not only help help our members move forward get unstuck um, but also web3 as well yeah, exactly. And thank you for helping me out there. I, I, I was like, should I look it up now? Or should I just uh, say that? But um, that that's exactly what it is. And if uh, I know that we're at the top of the hour for what we had um, uh, originally scheduled, if you have time for one more question, if I met. Oh, no, 100%. And that's why when we're joking earlier, 
you're like, maybe we'll go short. And I'm like, yeah, that's never going to happen with me. No, I just, <laughs> I, I, I never gone short in my life. But, but I love this. I mean, I love this. It gives me so much passion and purpose and also to like connect with like-minded, you know, um, people as well. So it's, 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 you know, the formula, my, my new book is called Forever Changed, How a Global Pandemic Changed My Direction, My Purpose and My Life. And my formula in this book, basically the essence of the book is if you didn't change during this, the last three plus years, you really wasted this opportunity. It was an opportunity amidst all the tragedy and turmoil, there was still an opportunity to move to the light. Um, but the good news is there's still time. But the better news is you don't have to wait until the next death, divorce, being laid off pandemic to change. And so my formula is love what you do, be true to yourself and stay the course. And so love and happiness is that authenticity and just endurance. Um, that becomes, that's my formula. Maybe there are other formulas, but that's my formula to change forever and stay forever changed. So yeah, go for it, Lost. And if you ever want to do it again, um, I love, you know, I've got all the time in the world for you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I was, that was going to be my, uh, um, I guess I lied because that was going to be my last question was, would you like to be on again? But uh, maybe we can uh, do another one. Yeah. But um, because you were talking about, um, a lot of the different reasons why maybe, um, not explicitly, but a lot of the reasons why people maybe um, are unattracted to the to the Web3 space, a lot of these scams. Um, you were talking about this, 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 um, I don't know how else to say this, but this, this pathway, this pattern that happens in, in a lot of different, um, I don't want to say industries, but however you consider Web3, you have the, and I wrote this down, you have uh, the direct marketers, then you have the, the spammers and then the scammers gambling and then the pawns um a lot of people aren't attracted to this space because of the scamming right and uh, so you uh, and I'll, I'll tie this all together with the, with the bow so you align with the movement that i see web3 being so does um oh you did say porn that, that's what i was wondering and and pawn okay <laughs> that's no, the, porn. the oh which but one is no p-o-r-n but there's there's been i think less porn um, with respect to Web three, so you know that's that's generally because everyone is a PFP of of a bored ape or a crypto punk or yeah. <laughs> or a panda. I mean, like, listen, if I have to start mixing porn with animals, uh, we're all doomed. So let's just not go there. So you know, we're three for <laughs> Let's leave the porn to Web four. Yeah, that that that's funny. So I, yeah, I, I did hear that right, and um, that that is funny. I, um. So there's uh we'll, we'll start with penguins the is gonna be porno penguins, sorry, but you know, just oh my goodness, yeah. And that's 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 honestly um who knows at this point. Um <laughs> but we have the the technology has been exploited. Uh, honestly, I don't know if this is what you were alluding to earlier, but a lot of the scammers point out a lot of the different exploits that now we can patch. I mean, we have been in the Wild West stage. Right, so the technology is what makes this space unattractive. However, there's also a movement behind Web three that this technology utilizes. It's a movement backed by blockchain. Um, if I if I'm quoting that correctly, and and um, I do want to say when we had originally DM'd, I was a little skeptical, 
as I am of, of anybody in this in this space at this point, because there are too many people, too many people in this space trying to sell Web three for their own gain. They don't they don't believe in anything. Um, and so I, I I apologize for some of the uh, questions I was I was kind of asking you in the in the DMs. I was like, hey, like, what do you actually do in Web three? Are you doing anything for anybody? And when you when we started to talk, I was like, you actually believe in this, um, and that that's that's awesome. So you've always been in line with the movement. You were telling me earlier. Uh, um, I mean, you said from a movement moment to a movement, communal marketing. You coined in two thousand four. And so ultimately, this leads to my question, which is when this technology started to emerge, how did you come to the point where you adopted it? How did you see the importance behind it? And how did that support this movement and energy um, of, of community, of reciprocity, authenticity, which is what we know as Web3? How did you slide into that? Well, it's I'm I'm smiling because I thought the same thing of you as well. You're like you're like, what do you do in Web three? And I was like, is this a scam? You know, and uh, and but but that but it's funny because that's the situation we're in. Is like we we're a little wary, we're a little beaten up or beaten down, and you know, trust and ver trust then ver what's it trust then verify. Um, but that's you know. Um, trust and verification are the essence of what blockchain will be able to do to authenticate us. Um, I've actually spoken about this concept of authenticating authenticity, right? I just saw that, I just want a little, little just quick tangent. There's no time to go into it, but it's actually very exciting. So something that I just came up with the other day, which is, I call it the unsung hero. Web3 will be to AI, Right, what the QR code was to the global pandemic, the unsung hero. The QR code had been beaten up, beaten down, forgotten, discarded, and it saved the world during the pandemic. Well, guess what? I just read the other day, actually, one of our Alpha Talk speakers and one of my mentors, Rashad Tabakawala, um, had this, um, you know, interviewed uh, on his podcast, um, a, an entrepreneur, a founder of a company, and basically came up with a prediction. This like blew my mind. Within one year, not a single photograph will be believable or credible or, or you know, without authentication. And within two years, the same will be true for video. So imagine that. In two years' time, it will be impossible to tell if a photo or a video is real or has been doctored or has been whatever, or, you know, generated unless... There is authentication. Guess what is going to provide the authentication? The blockchain. So, you know, just wait for it, everybody. It's coming. And there are going to be more and more. And then he goes on, and this is important. He says, he just comes up with two examples, but I'll bet you can come up with 20 examples. The insurance industry, they trade on photographs and video. People are filing claims now by using the app, by coming up with photos. If you don't know whether the photo has, whether the ding has been doctored, right? Um, I mean, the insurance companies will lose billions of dollars. Blockchain saves the day, right? Blockchain saves the day. So to answer your question, I'm going to go back to 2010. I basically predicted tokenization without knowing that crypto would be the technology. I spoke about universal currency and I predicted 
that every brand on this planet would have its own universal currency. And I said, currency goes back to money, right? Currency can be bought, sold, exchanged, gifted, redeemed, held, right? And I spoke about how actually the, why universal? Because we've got loyalty all wrong. We only basically say, you're valuable to me if you buy my product. But what about how long you've been my customer? What about all the recommendations and referrals? What about the rankings and the reviews and the testimonials? What about the conversation that you've been a part of? What, what about the times you've answered someone's question on social media or Quora? This can unify every engagement, every interaction. And now for the first time, we can actually create a real value and not just value, but of course, utility, right? So if I've got bullseye tokens for Target or mermaid tokens for Starbucks or swoosh tokens for Nike, which by the way, we've seen all this happening now, I can maybe get into the Nike store 10 minutes before it opens or I get a free coffee or whatever the case may be. So I actually wrote about it. I had no idea that actually Jaffe coin would beat Coke coin or Pepsi coin. And I also had no idea that crypto would be the technology. So in a way, for me, it was kind of coming full circle. What got me in was the Jaffe coin. I had no clue what any of this was. I still don't know. I still don't know what I don't know. But when you start to actually see, I'll tell you just the, the best way to finish it is nobody nobody goes to a concert or a like, you know, nobody comes back from Taylor Swift and says, I got to tell you, the graphic equalizer was insane. That mixing board was off the hook. You know, like the reverb was like unlike I've ever heard in my life. The only time you talk about the sound is when it sucks. Technology is the same. Technology should be invisible. It should be transparent. It should just work, right? And so for me, what I saw in Web3 was the ability to execute some of this, to see some of this vision actually in a position to be, you know, to, 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 to become real, to actually become a reality. Yeah, there was there was so much there. Ah, I had so many questions. Uh, but loyalty rewards are one of the biggest things I can see changing. It, it's it is it killer is there. App. I mean, killer, killer, killer app will yeah. be will be loyalty and rewards. You know that and authentic. So we've you can see like even in this conversation, if somebody's paying attention in this conversation, you can actually start to see the phoenix emerging from the ashes you start to see all of these use cases as opposed to people, that, the, the morons that actually say, oh, it's just about right-click downloading a JPEG of a, of a monkey. I'm like, it's not that. You know, if it's anything, you know, again, as fans, I would say, is taking the struggling out of struggling artists. You know, there's so many amazing use cases here that are already on the table. It's not like they're being, it's not like they're waiting to be invented. They're there. The question is who wants to invest? Who wants to actually you know, scale them and bring them to life and get some kind of competitive advantage from doing so? People will look back. You know, they'll look back at the Starbucks and the Nikes of the world and with jealousy and, and wish that they could have been them, even if these programs don't quite work out. See, the thing, the thing that I always say to people is, you know, just do it. 
you know, there's that beautiful saying that says the best time to plant an oak tree was 20 years ago. The next best time is right now. So in a year's time, people are going to be procrastinating and wondering and if only and whatever. So what you start today in a year's time, somebody is going to be exactly where you were today. So you can be a year ahead, a, a, ahead of them. It doesn't mean it's all going to be plain sailing. You might make more mistakes than you don't, but you're going to learn from them. You know, and so that's why, like, I know, you know, even though that I have fear and trepidation, I, I only have a thousand passes to sell. Only a thousand. And I say only a thousand. There are eight billion people on this planet. You know, <laughs> Procter and Gamble have more marketers working for them than I have passes to sell. So it's like, you know, and 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 all I need is my own Kevin Rose moment or, you know, a, a couple of the DJs to go, wait a second, this, you know, old thought uh, might know a thing or two. So so whatever that tipping point is, whatever that catalyst is, it will come. I just don't know when or how. But remember, love what you do. Be true to yourself and stay the course. Forever changed. Web3 has forever changed me. I can't go back to the old way because the old way doesn't make sense. Yeah, we're we're in this new world of new this new way of doing things backed by blockchain. It's 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 here, it's now, like you were saying. And like my tagline is web three is hope. It's it's hope for a better future. And we're not just hoping for it, we're, and it's we're grabbing it. And it's inevitable. Yeah. It 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 really, really is inevitable. And when we just actually sometimes realize that the actual execution is less important than the actual idea in this particular case, right? The, the vision, the North Star, right? We, we, can, we can kind of, you know, iterate, iterate, iterate. We're going to make more mistakes. We're going to get it wrong more often than we get it right. Um, but eventually, you know, just the final thing I'll say is that, um, I mean, I've been through it in so many cases. Right. Even when we when we when we spoke about like even thinking about blogging, right? People didn't realize that they were reading a blog. They were just like, this is great content, you know. And so in, in some respects, we do witness the mainstreaming and the dumbing down. I don't like I don't love it. I don't love calling an NFT a digital collectible. I don't love calling a POAP a digital ticket stub. Um, you know. But I don't, I also don't love how damn complicated it is to set up a wallet with seed phrases and stuff like that. So I don't love that either. So, you know, like somewhere, if we triangulate, we're going to figure out the way to work, you know, the way to move forward. Yeah, and like, like you said, technology should be seamless. It should be unseen. And it is so visible when it comes to setting up a wallet. It's, it's too complicated. Um, but um, I think that, um, uh, I had this. I had this one liner. I, I was gonna think. I was gonna say, but I for what it was. But in in the end, Web three is believing in people and it's believing in community. And and I just want to thank you for for believing in Web three and continuing to build. And thank you for being on this show again. I think I really appreciate. Uh, I'd love to have you on again at some point. But um, in the meantime, I'll leave people listening with uh your website which is it's alpha collective.xyz yeah and then if i go to this my notes your twitter is twitter uh it's at jaffe juice that's j did i say that right is it is it is it jaffe, jaffe or is it jaff 
Jaffe. It is Jaffe. Okay, nice. J A yeah, J A F F E J U I J U I C E. Um and then and then and then also like, you know, for people that want to I guess I need to do a better job at Linktree. Again, linktree.com or linktr.ee forward slash Jaffe Juice. Um, the show, Joseph Jaffe is not famous, um, is um, is on YouTube. And the Collective Cafe is uh, uh, probably an important URL is discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. Um, and, you know, join. I mean, I would, I would, I would love, you know, I believe at some point you know, I'll, I'll just kind of leave you with a thought here, which is, you know, there's an old saying that says, be careful what you wish for, right? So um, it was a day I was doing my show, Ryan Carson was on my show and he's now out of Web3, I don't know, maybe he's coming back, but the Daily Doses kind of embraced the show and minted out. I, I have a free mint as well. Um, so I also, see again, it's because I've been here. So there's a, not for it to become Goblin Town, but but because I wanted to give access to people that ordinarily would not be able to afford one ETH or $2,500. So we minted out. We did about, I don't know, 700 of the thousand minted out in under an hour, um, thanks to Ryan. And, um, and so there's an entry level pass as well that doesn't give you at all the access, but it gives you some, like you can at least attend the alpha talks. Um, but the thing is, is like, you know, it happened so quickly that I don't have a means or mechanism to even communicate to this group, many of which have probably left Web3. Um, and so that's why it's like, it's inev the inevitability. If you believe that Web3 is inevitable, right? If you believe that your show is inevitable, if you believe that Alpha Collective is inevitable, then it's not an if, it's a when. And so, and when that moment happens, there's no going back. You can't unsell. You can't, now, now that you've got a thousand passes, great. You know, you can do the math. You can work out how much revenue you've got, but you have the right people. Do you have the smart money or the dumb money? Do you have the right people? Because if you don't have the right people, then where's the community? Yeah, I, I love that. And that's, that's a great, that, that's a great note to end on. And I, I think that that is just, um, that, that's awesome. I love what you're doing with Alpha Collective. It is belief. It's belief in people. Again, I mean, it's 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 building something that people can find valuable. And I think that there's a lot of value in what you're offering. And I want to encourage you to to keep going, even though you don't need it. But um, you know, no, I need again, I, I need I need all the help I can get. And um, you know, it's like we got to encourage each other. We got to build each other up. So I I'll take it. Trust me. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad and I, I'd like to encourage you then. And uh, thank you again for being on. Uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, week, uh, month, year, et cetera, until we meet again next time. And um, we will. We will. And, you know, I'll also share this as, as, as much as I can too. So I yeah, love the I, conversation. I, I did too. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Joseph. Uh, cool. and, to, and do you, do you prefer Joe or do you prefer Joseph? Um, either, either is good, honestly. I say like my American adopted name is Joe. So either way, honestly. Uh, well, <laughs> Joe, Joseph, uh, thank you so much. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye.